Okay, here we go, man, 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 man. My check. We're back. Um, so I don't want this to be long, very long. Because the previous episode, I gave you guys an hour-long episode. I haven't done that in a while. I haven't done that in probably about a month now. So, first, welcome back. Welcome back to the... Isaiah Kid Podcast, the IKP, the IKP, the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Welcome back. Um, so first, before I give you my NFL predictions, you know I've been breaking these NFL stories, NBA stories, and so forth. Um, we had a good talk about the NBA and the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference um, on the previous podcast. I didn't get it. I didn't quite get a chance to talk about the actual duos within the league. I want to do that first. Well, no. I'm going to do my predictions. I'm going to do my NFL Sunday predictions. I'm going to do that first. We're going to do that first. I'm gonna, we're going to tackle that. And then I will give you guys my week, my week 7 predictions. Week 7 is going to be big. Week 7 is going to be big. Usually around week 8, week 10, week 9, week 11, we can start to see who's legit, who's real, who's a bona fide contender. But next week, for the halfway point of this of the season, next week I will give you guys my Super Bowl, my edited Super Bowl bubble. Where I, I, you know, it's going to be a combination of NFC and AFC teams um, in a bubble that I have that I think are legit Super Bowl contenders after the first eight weeks. But without further ado, let's get to the predictions. Now for 1 o'clock, first 1 o'clock game, Rams at Atlanta. Okay, Rams, of course, we all know about the big-time trade that they have made, all the, the big-time acquisition, Jalen Ramsey at the cornerback position. Huge for them because they were struggling in the secondary. That was probably their weakest, that was probably the weakest part of their defense is the secondary. The secondary was giving up a lot of yardage, touchdowns, etc. Uh, so they get Jalen Ramsey. I think that will bring some confidence. I think that will bring some edge to the locker room, which they are missing. Um, and plus, Atlanta, and then here goes the thing offensively, offensively with the Rams. Rams don't have a good offensive line, but Atlanta is 29th in sacks. So Atlanta does not get sacks. Atlanta will not. It'll be, be a tough time for Atlanta to rush the quarterback. So I think with that, Jared Goff, you give Jared Goff more time. Todd Gurley comes back. So there's somewhat of a running game. He's even though he's not the full version of himself, I think you give Todd. I think you give. Excuse me. I think you give Jared Goff some time to drop back. You know, decipher the defense, see what he can do. Pick. You know, do what he do. I think the Jared Goff that we have seen for the last two and a half years. I think. I think the Rams should be able to win this game, and the Rams should be able to win this game pretty easily. Uh, Atlanta's defense is horrible. Atlanta is. They're folding. They have a good offense. Offense offensively, they they are explosive. But 
And Matt Ryan's putting up some great numbers, but we're not talking about Matt Ryan because he's not winning. Atlanta's not winning. But Matt Ryan's putting up some great numbers, but I don't think defensively, I don't think they are, first, as a whole team, I think they have quit. And secondly, they're not a complete team. This team is not complete. Uh, they're good offensively, but horrible defensively. So I have the Rams. The Rams. The Rams. This should be. This is a perfect game for the Rams' offense to get it together. To get it together, find a groove so they can hit this second half of the season hard. So I'm my final score for the Rams at Atlanta. I have the Rams putting up 33 points. 30, 33, 24, 33, 24. Rams with the win. Uh, Arizona at New York. Arizona at the Giants. Uh, the, the the Giants Giants get Saquon Barkley back. They get Evan Ingram back. They get these guys back. And they're all, and don't forget they're led by Daniel Jones. This team is energized. This team look like uh like, they look like a football team. They're competing for the first time in now in a few years. Like they're actually competing and going out of there and going out there. And putting up a fight. And lo and behold, they actually won a couple games. So the Giants, the the Giant, the Giant, I think the Giants should be able to win this game against Arizona. Arizona got pummeled the second half of that game last week. They got the win, but they 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 got dominated in the second half. Um like I said, Arizona they're gonna be electrifying. This 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 is gonna be a good game. Um I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. A lot of mistakes, but I think it's gonna be some high scoring. I think some some big point point totals will be put up due to the defenses and the young quarterbacks and how uh, like tremendous they are and the weapons that they have. I think both teams will be able to put up points, but I think the Giants will win this game. I think the Giants win this game 31-27. 31-27, I think the Giants win this game. Arizona, told you beginning of the season, they'd be interesting, but... They're not going to win a lot of the. They're not going to win a lot of games. That's just the nature of the piece. Uh, okay, next game: San Francisco travels here to Washington. Well, Landover. Uh, they play the Redskins. Redskins are ten point underdogs. I'm going to take the points. Uh, I think San Francisco comes in here. Hopefully, they're not, hopefully they're not head over heels where they finally beat the Rams in the first, for the first time, and they beat the Rams and dominated the Rams. You know, for the first time in some in some years now, so hopefully they're not they're not too hype and excited. But I don't think they will. I have no worries about that. Kyle Shanahan, he's leading a good group. This group of these, this group, this team that he has, this collective team that it it it's amazing. Their defense is astonishing. I told you, but I I, I called it I called it pinpoint accurate right on the nose when I said, hey. San Francisco's front seven is going to cause people. They're going to cause the. They're going to cause offensive offenses trouble. People thought I overreacted. People talk talked about sports media talked about ah the health concerns that that's on the line. I said this line's going to be good. If they're healthy, they're going to be good. They're going to be one of the best li- defensive lines in the league. And what do you know? That the whole entire defense is ignited and playing well. Um, the Redskins, they got their first win against the Miami Dolphins last week, but let's be real, it was the Miami Dolphins, and the Redskins almost found a way to lose that game. Uh, the, the Redskins are just good at finding ways to lose games, it's just that the Dolphins are even better at doing the Redskins 
you know, doing doing what the Redskins do, losing games, trying to find ways, new ways to lose games, you know. But I think San Francisco will win. They'll continue on their winning streak. San Francisco wins this game. Um, I think they'll be close in the first half because that's how the Redskins play. That's how they've been playing these tough teams. But close the first half, but I think San Francisco, third quarter, I think they'll come out and just break away. In the second half, I think San Francisco dominates. So I had the 49ers winning 28-17. 49ers winning 28-14. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Next game on the docket. Oakland at Green Bay. I like both teams. Uh, Oakland have surprised me this year. Uh, with the Mahomes injury, even though Mahomes is not out for the season, they are planning on him coming back. Oh, he's, He is set to return sometime this season. You know... This 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 semi is this this is like a semi door opening for the Raiders to first catch up to the Kansas City Chiefs and second probably even overtake the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West where you have them happen to throw Mahomes back out there earlier than expected you know so I like the Raiders team the Raiders have surprised me uh, Josh Jacobs the running back out of Alabama he's the kid is phenomenal. Dyna- he's a dynamic back. He is phenomenal. He's gonna be. He's gonna be in this league for a long time. Doing what he's doing. He's gonna be in this league for a long time. Excuse me. He's gonna be. In le- he's gonna be in this league for a long time. The Raiders defense is playing well. I gotta give it up to John Gruden because I was very tough on him. Him, Mock, Mike Mayock, and just the Raiders. Period. This whole entire offseason, half of that had to do with Antonio Brown, but we're not gonna talk about that. Green Bay. Uh, like I said last week, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers had, he impressed me last week. That was one of his best performances I have seen from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, hopefully he can continue on that path. They will have no Devontae Adams again. But good thing for Green Bay, they're at home. Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, he, let's just say he wins a lot there. Uh, so I think this game is going to be close, though. I think this game is going to be closer with what people think. Vegas have have the Green Bay Packers as a four and a half favorite. I'm going to take the points, and I think Green Bay sneaks out of here with another close victory. I think Green Bay wins this game 27-23. 27-23, Green Bay. Another 1 o'clock game. These, these are some good 1 o'clock games. We have a lot of good games on the schedule this week. Uh, Houston at Indianapolis. This this is a tough one because I like where I like where both teams are trending. Houston coming off Houston got off to somewhat of a slow start this season offensively. Last few weeks Deshaun Watson has picked it up. That's due to him having more time in the pocket to throw the ball and the offensive line is actually doing what they should be doing and protecting him, make sure he's not getting all these blows and hits. So Houston offense has trended upward these last few weeks, and that has generated wins these last few weeks. Uh, Indianapolis, they had a bye last week, but the week, the week before last, they're they, they coming off a primetime victory against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. So both teams are trending in the right direction. Jacoby Bissett, 3-0. Um, three and zero against the against the Texans, and he has a, a one he has a one nineteen pass rating against the Texans in those three games. Um, Indianapolis is at home. 
Indianapolis is at home. They had a letdown against the Raiders last against the Raiders this year, earlier this year. Um, this is a tough game for me to pick. I'm because I like both teams. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Houston. I think Houston's gonna win. I think Houston's gonna continue on their winning path, on trending upward. I think this is the stretch where Houston could find themselves breaking away from the other three teams in the AFC South. I think this is the stretch. Their offense is clicking. That you know, the offense is clicking. Their the defense is playing well. They they are protecting Deshaun Watson for the first time. And the first time, for first time, and in forever, like they're, they're they're protecting them. So I'm gonna go with the Houston Texans. But honestly, this game could go either way. It's gonna be a tight game. It's a tight divisional game. A lot, a lot could be on the line. I mean, a lot could be on the line because I don't really, I don't really trust Tennessee, Jacksonville. Uh, you know, a lot could be on the line. A lot, a lot can be on the line for this game. But I'm gonna take Houston to win this game. 30-21, Houston. I think Houston wins thirty to twenty-one. I think, but I can see the game actually being a little bit closer than that. Miami at Buffalo. Miami travels to Buffalo. Buffalo is a seventeen-point favorite. We all know why they're seventeen-point favorites. Buffalo defense is going to shut down Miami. My uh, Buffalo, they have some good. They start off with some good field position. Score a few times and that'll be game. So I have Buffalo winning this game 21 7. 21 7. Buffalo destroys this, this manhandles Miami. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's 0 6, 0 5. Excuse me. They haven't won a game yet this year. Uh, Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Four and a half point favorite. I'm gonna take Jacksonville to win this game. I like Mick, I like Nick Munchu. He's a good player. He's a good quarterback. Nice little guy they have right there. Um, they got some decisions to make. And then they got DJ DJ Chark Chark Chark. He's he's a mer- he's a he has emerged as the number one target for Minshew. They have five passing touchdowns so far this year. I think. I will cons- I I see this trend continuing. Leonard Fournette, Leonard Leonard Fournette, excuse me, has been picking it up. He's been picking up his play. Rushing yards been going up last few weeks. I have noticed. So I'm gonna take the Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game. 27-17. 27-17 Jacksonville. <laughs> Next game, Minnesota at Detroit. This is gonna be a tough game. Um, Detroit is a two. And a half point underdog at home. I'm gonna take Detroit. I think Detroit with their man to man defense. I think in their their man to man tight coverage defense that they play, um, similar to what New England does. I think they will eliminate the the big plays that Philly gave up last week. I think Detroit will eliminate that, especially the the, the loss that they're coming off from where. Green Bay got away with a couple calls, or calls didn't go Detroit way. I think Detroit will win this game, and and this is what the this is what the Vikings are. They're up and down. They're hot and cold. This is what Kirk Cousins is. He's up and down. Hot. He's hot and cold. Last week he looked like an All Pro. He looked like a elite quarterback. I, this week I think he has. He's going against a Matt Patricia defense. 
I have I ha- I don't see it. I don't see him having three hundred yards, funny three hundred yards and four touchdowns. I don't see it. So I have Detroit winning this game, twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty twenty eight twenty. Detroit wins this game. Four o'clock game, Chargers at Tennessee. Both teams are struggling. Both teams are struggling. But I'm going to take the Chargers. The Chargers are two and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take the Chargers away from L.A. The travel to Tennessee. I'm not so big on Marcus Mariota. He got hurt. I'm not. I'm not sure what his status is for for this game coming up. But I, I'm just not a big believer in him. I think they're one of. I think Tennessee is one of those teams where. They're gonna have to make a. They're gonna have to make a decision this year at the quarterback position because Marcus Mariota he's not working when he's when he's healthy. He you know he's just not productive. He's not putting up the the you know the amount of points that the that it takes to win a game. And then when he he gets banged up here and there, it's not working. Um, and then with the Chargers. They're just missing some guys. The, the Melvin Gordon situation, contract situation in dispute didn't help out at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to take the Chargers to win. But both teams are struggling right now, and it's a hard watch to watch both teams. I'm sorry. But I have the Chargers winning this game 24-16. 24-16 Chargers. Saints at Chicago. Now, I thought... Last week, I was picking the upset with Jacksonville at home against the Saints. I thought I was. I'm going to have the Saints winning this game at Chicago. Great defense and all. I have Chicago winning this game. I mean, the Saints winning this game. The way how they've been playing, they have a formula of winning. Dominate both lines offensively and defensively. The secondary is better than what I expected. That's just my my like my honest opinion. I don't. I, I feel like their de- their secondary was the, like the weakest part of their defense, and it turns out that hey, it, it's not the weakest part by far. I mean, it, it it they're good. Those guys are good back there. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Saints to win. I'm gonna take the Saints to win this game in a tough one though. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take the Saints to win twenty. 14, 20, 14, 20 to 14, Saints win. Uh, Baltimore at Seattle. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a goodie. Seattle is a three-point favorite. Seattle, these last few weeks, have, have, they have won these games. They're finding different ways to win, okay? And they have Russell Wilson. He's a magician. He's great. We get it. MVP as of right now. But... At home, they haven't played good. They, they, they're getting outscored, actually, at home. Didn't play well week one against Cincinnati Bengals at home. That was a close one. They lost to the Saints at home. The Rams were inches away from beating them at home. So, uh, the, the Seahawks, and then last week, they went on the road to Cleveland. They really got outplayed for, like, mo- the most part of that game. It's just that Cleveland had turnovers and Baker made some bad throws and decisions. But Cleveland really dominated that game and should have won that game. But I'm going to still take Seattle. Even though I have my thought, you know what, I'm going to go with Baltimore. This is going to be my upset. I'm going with Baltimore. I'm going with Baltimore because they're first in, uh, first in total offense, 
first and run and first and rush offense and first and time possession. That is the perfect way to beat an elite skilled quarterback like a Tom Brady, like a Mahomes, like a Russell Wilson. Keep them off the field, easy. Keep them off the field. Run the football, control time possession. Nobody does that better than the Ravens in the league. So I'm going to take the Ravens to win it in a close one. I'm going to take the Ravens to win 27-24. Okay, Sunday night football, Philadelphia at Dallas for first place in the NFC East. Both teams are struggling. Both secondaries are questionable. Philly, the Philly's defensive line is good. Philly's defensive line is good. I'm going to take Philly to win. I'm going to take Philly to win a close one. I think Philly wins this. It's, it's really a nail-biter. I really could go Dallas or Philly. I'm going to go Philly. Philly, good D-line. I think they'll be able to run the ball. Carson Wentz, despite him being 1-3. You know... Philly has a weak secondary, but the Dallas receivers are hurt. So they can't really exploit that weakness. And, you know, Zeke and then that offensive line, banged up offensive line at that with that defensive line. Probably one of the best, probably the best defensive line in football. I don't know how that fares. I don't know how that shapes. So I'm going to take Philadelphia to win close 24-23 Philadelphia. Monday Night Football, New England at the Jets. Now, this game, New England is, they're, 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 the Jets are nine and a half point underdogs, okay? The Jets have a lot of good players. The Jets have Sam Donald back. He looked really good against the Cowboys last week. This is New England's defense, though. But New England will have no Josh Gordon. So, it's back to Brady throwing to Jacoby Myers. Gunnar Ozowski and Ryan Izzo. Uh, okay. But I'm still going to take New England in a close one. I, New England has struggled with the Jets in previous years, especially at New York, at MetLife. I'm, go- I'm still going to take New England. I mean, it's just, it's, at this point, it's just hard to bet against New England right now. So I'm going to take New England to win this game in a close one, though. 24 24- 16, 24-16, and that wraps up my official picks for week, week 7, my predictions for week 7. Okay, so I'm going to give you my NBA top 10 duos. Um, I, I, I compiled this list based on uh, postseason success, a combination of the postseason success somewhat, taking into account what you did last season, the team that you're on, what I think you're going to do this season. Um, some of the, some of the you know some you, you you tell me if you disagree or agree with my duo list. Uh, I really don't care. We can argue it all. We can argue it all day. Um, just let me know. So let's just start from ten to one or ten. You know how I do my top ten teams. So at ten, I'm gonna have Dallas duo, the Europe the the European brothers, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. 
Uh, Luca, you know, according to the GMs, he he he's the next big thing. Um, but no, seriously, I like Luca. I like Luca a lot. He's a three-way scorer who can facilitate the ball. Not a bad defender. Um, sneaky athletic. He's not like eye-popping athletic or have eye-popping athleticism, but he is so skilled. Uh, so skilled where the athleticism, the lack of athleticism, lack thereof, it can get him by. It gets it. It, it can get him by in the league. Um, he's gonna be for sure. Maybe, maybe this year. Hopefully, maybe this year. Hopefully. But in the next few years, he is certainly an all-star in this league. He's going to be a multi-time all-star in this league. No question. Kristaps Porzingis, the question about him is, can he stay healthy? But he is a 7-foot, 3-point shooting, rim-protecting big that has developing post moves, that can, go, that can get on the block at, from time to time, but he can really sh- he can really stretch the floor, shoot the three ball really well at a high efficient rate. Um, athletic, and can protect the rim. Uh, he's a great shot blocker. His last season with the Knicks, he averaged twenty two point seven points with two and a half, almost two and a half blocks. So that is in his arsenal, no question. So I have Dallas. That Dallas do it at ten. Um, you know, very young. Unproven, one can't stay healthy. One is just coming into his second year of the NBA, um, reigning rookie of the year. But another one can't stay can't stay healthy. But we we see how good he can be. We see when he's engaged and healthy. We see how scary he can be. At nine, Rudy uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, I think. He's just like Luca. Really took the lead by storm coming into the coming into his rookie year. He, t- he really took the lead by storm coming out of Louisville. Um, you know, dealt I think dealt with a knee injury. I think, um, and then you know, stand there for a couple years. Wonder what he wasn't a one and done. Stayed there for a couple years. Was not a lottery pick as well. He was not a lottery pick. Um, just just oh, he's just opened eyes from there and from there. He has he is trended in the right direction. His numbers of his numbers went up last year. Obviously, I think he had to do a lot with offensively, where it was like make or break through him, especially with him being the primary ball handler and the primary and playmaker, you know, facilitator and etc. But I think with Mike Conley being there, I think his efficiency. Will improve. I think he'll become. I think he'll become, you know, much more efficient player. And he's getting to know the league. He's getting to know the league and what it feels like. First two years, okay, young guy. Okay, he's 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 not the most efficient, but he scores. He can score at a high level. Um, jump shot, uh, but you know he can shoot a little bit. It's not. It's not like you can't. You. It's not like you can disrespect him and say we'll take that. But. It, it can use some improvement. Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, the last few years, last two years, actually, he's won back-to-back defensive players of the year. So I can't really say how, I can't really say that he's not the best defending big, defensive big in the league, center, period. He, he I mean, he's a, he's a monster in the defensive end, averaging two blocks, uh, averaging two blocks for the last four seasons, I think. Um, so, He's a, he's a, he's an animal. Rudy Gobert is an animal.
I got the Utah duo at nine. At eight, Joke Jokic and Mary. Um, now I have them so. Well, you probably probably some of you Denver Nuggets fans or fan, or people that like this duo with so called. Um, you probably think I have them too low, but looking at the guys above them and just looking at what they have done so far, especially on Jamal Murray's end, like I, we know Jokic. 24, probably the best passing big man in in league history. Probably, I mean, he's he's definitely the best passing big man in the league right now. But we know he is a star. Jokic is a star. He he's a he's a premier all star, and you know he's a legit all star. We we get that. We don't we 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 some some tend to think that Jamal Murray is a emerging all star. Himself, I'm not saying that he's not, but he has his nights where I seen him have his nights where, and it's like, is he the Nuggets' second best player? Because if he is, that they're not gonna win two rounds. They're not gonna win three rounds. They're not gonna be able to get to the finals, and he's their second best player. So I, I'm just looking for a little bit more consistency from Jamal Murray and some efficiency. Consistency and efficiency. Um, that is the two things that Jamal Murray need to focus on. I think he has made the ultimate and you know a good transition from at Kentucky being and from high school and Kentucky being like that shooting guard and just coming off the of screens and shooting it and actually developing his handle and turning into a legit point guard that can facilitate and get others involved. So he has to take a stride in that, but. Um, I got to see more consistency and better efficiency. Uh, so at seven, I have Harden and Westbrook. Um, both league MVPs, I get it. Both are dynamic, I get it. Both are somewhat icons in the, in the sport. I get it, I understand. But these guys don't get it done in the postseason. So, I, I you know, I'm just, I'm just going to have this rule where Okay, I know you're an all-star. Check. I know you're an MVP caliber player. Check. The, the question is, the next check is, what about the postseason, dude? What are you going to do in the postseason? Can I see this same James Harden in the postseason? Can I get this triple-double for us in the postseason and add up the wins? Can I get that? That's all I'm asking for. Can I get that? I think, they, I think they're going to be good. You know, I think they, I think they're going to be good. But I have for right now. I had them at seven, at six. Giannis and Middleton. This is a weird duo, uh, because you know Giannis, you know Middleton. I think he's uh, to a, to the casual NBA fan. Chris Middleton is probably underrated and overlooked, but he is a great three and D guy, which you look for in the league now. Um, he can also put the ball on the floor. Not a bad complimentary piece to Giannis, who Giannis some tend to think that he's the best player in, in basketball. He's the MVP f- from last year. Giannis, Giannis is good. Giannis is good. I would, I would just like to see him have a jump shot, have a or not even a jump, a three. I want him to see, I want to see him develop a three point shot because that is the next step to his towards his development. He does everything else well. He has the length to be a good defender and rim protector. Has a nice handle. Of course, he can finish with ease. The next step is him having that three-point shot. At five, Dame and CJ. Dame has Dame 
numbers were identical for the last few years, but in the postseason, he took his play up to the next level. Dame took him, himself, and the Trailblazers to the next level. He took them to the next level. Um, I expect them to get even better. CJ McCollum, he they play they play, they play they play so well next to each other. It, it's amazing to see. It's uh, this is it's just amazing to see how well they play next to each other. I got them at five. Simmons and Embiid at four. I I have them so high because I, I I'm looking at the potential. If Simmons not even a three point shot, who who cares? But a mid-range jumper. If he can just hit a mid-range jumper, they're fine. The, the 76ers will be fine. I had I they I have them winning the East. I have them winning the East. With this roster, they have to win the East. It's not it's not necessarily me. half of me is saying I got them winning the East because I like their roster. But half of me is saying like their roster is so good where it's like they have to win the East. I'm sorry because if you if you if you, fell, if you fall short this year. How are you gonna put? How are you gonna be able to put together a better roster than what you did this year? Like this, this is the roster they have to get over the hump this year. But I'm just looking at the potential for these two. Simmons is the jump shot, and B, it's health. It's health. He says he wants to strive for a defensive player of the year and MVP. I just worry about his health. His health is the issue. Skill set, game stats, it heart, it it. it that that's never been a question for me when it comes to Joel Embiid. At three, I have the Splash Brothers. Um, I, I I'm sorry. I mean, what do you want me to do? The the greatest back, the greatest shooting backcourt in league history. Um, Steph is the greatest shooter in basketball in basketball history. He's really revolutionized the game and changed the game. All kids now do. All kids want to do now is just. Come in the gym and shoot threes. Shoot a whole, put up a throw up and put up a bunch of threes, and that comes from Steph Curry, uh, the, who is the greatest shooter of, in, in 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 league history, and then probably the second greatest shooter in league history, Clay Thompson. Uh, he, he, you know, I know he's not going to start the season, of course not, but I think he, you know, they saying he's going to be back with by February or near after All Star break. Give me a healthy Clay. You know he he's never really relied on his athleticism. He's gonna be a, I think he's still gonna be a good defender, and of course the jumper didn't go nowhere. At two, this is, so at one and two, this is a tough situation. And you might realize I don't have, or you might might have sensed and picked up that Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving are not on this list because Kevin Durant, um, all signs are pointing to him missing the entire season. And there's no point of me putting them as a duo when Durant is not going to be there. So, at two, this is a t- very tough decision. You And, f- you know, if you're just like one of those sensitive Clipper fans that just think that the Lakers get all the love, which they kind of do, um, <laughs> you can switch it. You can flip-flop it. But this is just me. I have Kawhi and Paul George at two. Two of the best wing defenders, perimeter defenders in the game of basketball. One is a final reigning finals MVP. The other was a he had probably his best year last year in the regular season. He probably that was probably that was Paul George's that was the Paul George career year for him last year. 
And, you know, you add, you put those two together on a 48-win team that was already established, coached by Doc Rivers. They already have a nucleus together. They, they, they know what they have to do to win games. And now it's just going to make it even much more easier when you can just rely on Kawhi or Paul George. And at one, obviously, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, it's the perfect matchup. It's the perfect duo uh, when it comes to offensive sets, pick and roll, hollow, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to call it. Um, Frank Vogel, he doesn't have to get real fancy with the play, with the offense. Run the offense through LeBron and Anthony Davis. Those are the those are two of the top five according to ESPN, and I agree. Two of the top five players in basketball. Let them play. <laughs> Let those guys play. They will figure out. They are smart enough. They are s- certainly skilled and talented enough to figure that bad boy out. Um, both guys, you know, the, the playmaker and then the dominant big that can score 30 and average. You know, it's it's amazing. It's going to be an amazing year for Staples Center. Whoever you Whoever you appeal to. Lakers, Clippers, whoever you like, Lakers, Clippers, it's it's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be fun. Forty one nights, it it, it it is, it's it's looking real good, but that is the conclusion of my top ten list. Thank you guys for listening once again. This is a back to back pod. Um, I wanted to do the NBA breakdown of the conferences last yesterday, so I'm glad that I did that. And then I bring you guys my weekly NFL predictions that we do on a weekly basis. And, you know, we tackle it. We have, you know, we talk about matchups, possible matchups, how it might affect playoff seeding um, at the end. You know, we talk about all of those good things. So thank you guys for listening once again. And I'm out. That was good. That was good. Mm-hmm.